It was a week for the woke. The woke, they came to play. They're going to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta because of voting laws that are in no way restrictive. United Airlines is going to hire more pilots. They want to have them to be of color. No one has ever questioned if their pilot is white or black. They questioned if their pilot was qualified. But as I said, it's a week of the woke. CEO of Coca-Cola, the CEO of Cummins uh, here in my, in my beloved Indiana, all wanting to talk about how important it is uh, to have diversity and how important it is to stand up for uh, democracy. Isn't it important for you just to do your job and stop making us hate you? Because one thing that Republicans have finally learned after all of this time, boycotts work and screw you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The email, Tony at TonyKatz.com. Parlor, Instagram, and Twitter at Tony Katz. Yes, boycotts. Republicans have finally figured out that maybe this is the only thing they've got left. I've talked many times about how uh, I'm not a fan. But what else are you supposed to do? When, when United Airlines decides that they're going to comment on a law regarding voting and they're going to buy into lies like Delta did. Remember, Delta was fine with the law in Georgia until Delta wasn't fine with the law in Georgia. And that's because they had a bunch of people send them emails and they don't have the strength or the, or the decency to say kiss off. You have people swooning about voting laws in Kentucky that are indeed more stringent than the voting laws in Georgia. But in Georgia, they feel they have the opportunity to turn it blue. So you might as well just keep calling these things out and pushing these things forward. It's political. It's not real. And rational people know this. They're fully aware of it. They may talk about how Andy Bashir, the governor of Kentucky, signed a bipartisan bill that expands voting access in Kentucky. But if you ask people, if you take a, a look, the laws are more restrictive than those in Georgia. They did away with no excuse absentee voting. They allowed three days of early voting. They scrapped automatic voter registration. I mean... This is how it's getting described. Brian Kemp and the state of Georgia, they're guilty of Jim Crow laws. Of course they aren't. And any CEO says otherwise is lying through their teeth. And they can come on this show and explain why they're not, but they can't. But what does it matter when you're woke? What does it matter? When you're standing up for justice, the problem with Coca-Cola is that we don't want you to stand up for justice. We want you to make sugar water. If you're going to stand up for justice, then we want you to stop selling in China. Yes, the China conversation has a lot of play here, specifically for LeBron James, who is not an intellectual. LeBron James, who does not have a moral compass. 
Now, he can disagree with me, and I can disagree with him. I do not believe he has to shut up and dribble. Remember, he's also a part owner now of the Boston Red Sox. And he was thrilled and overjoyed that Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta. I guess he's okay with affecting the 51% black city of Atlanta and moving the All-Star game to the 76% white city of Denver. Let him explain that to his woke friends. Or do they never get that far into it? They just say, oh, you're so brave. Remember, he's the guy who says that uh, he doesn't want to engage in conversations about subjects he doesn't know about. He said that uh, the uh, Daryl Morey, who was the then uh, general manager of of the San Antonio Spurs, was uneducated about the situation in China when he said he stands with the Hong Kongers. Daryl Morey isn't uneducated. LeBron James is. What did I say? You said Spurs. It was Rockets. Oh, I said San Antonio Spurs. You're right. It's Houston Rockets. It was Texas. I got that close, people. See, that is a mistake. Not understanding what China's doing to the Uyghur Muslims and the Hong Kongers, that is closing your eyes while keeping your hand out for the paycheck and hoping no one notices. And you get to lecture me about morality? Who are you kidding How could you have that much court vision, but you have no other vision? You've got court vision, but you have no moral vision. You have no decency vision. You have no value vision. You certainly have Wanda vision because sucking at the teat of Disney is clearly what you're all about. Why can't I have this conversation? I'm not getting lectured to by LeBron James. He has every right to his opinion. He has absolutely no right to lecture to anybody about morality. Neither does Major League Baseball. Because if Major League Baseball was serious, of course, they would pull the Atlanta Braves out of Atlanta. And so, by the way, would every other business. That's what makes this move so pathetic. But remember... In the world of the woke, what matters is the affect. In the world of the woke, what matters most is showing something. Even if it does damage, you get the highlight here, the big headline here, and don't worry about the damage underneath. Stacey Abrams who was the gubernatorial candidate who lost in 2018 but refused to concede and then got onto this big voter uh, integrity project and we're going to register people to vote and Lord only knows what happened with that. She's made a lot of money from this. She's making the claim she didn't want Major League Baseball to leave. Major League Baseball is making the claim that Stacey Abrams asked them to leave. Now turn to all the business owners in Atlanta in and around where the Braves play. They, they have a new stadium now, and I forget the name of it. And, and, and explain to them how you did them a solid. How you did them well. John Ossoff, who's a senator, opposed Major League Baseball pulling the All-Star game, but I think it was Raphael Warnock who was in favor of it. Raphael Warnock, who, by the way, had one of the great tweets. If I get you know what? I'll get into it next. I'll get into it next because my my dear Christian friends are going to lose their heads when they hear about this. If you haven't heard about it already, they're going to lose their minds. Remind me, producer Ari, Raphael Warnock tweet. But people who push for Major League Baseball to leave just did damage to a lot of businesses. A tremendous amount. But 
What does it matter as long as you're woke? United Airlines wants to train pilots and they want uh, have them to be women or people of color. What happens if you don't get enough applicants who are black or Asian or Hispanic or are women? What are you going to do? That you put that out there as something you're focused on proves that what you're focused on is really bad stuff. And I'm sick and tired of giving you losers a bailout. Just hire pilots. Don't tell us about the rest. Don't put the statement out there. Don't show us how good and kind you are. Stop it already. Hire pilots and leave us alone. Stop lecturing to us. We don't care. What we want is for the plane to go up and the plane to go down in a way that doesn't crash. That's it. And we're not really interested in anything else you have to say. We don't really care what your employees think. the, the, The employees of United Airlines should know that we don't care what you think. If you say to me, well, Tony, I don't care what you think. Well, I'm paid to do this. United Airlines employees are paid to make sure my luggage gets to its destination. And I'm thankful for that. (coughs) I'm thankful for what they do. I appreciate what they do. I'm willing to pay for what they do, but I won't get lectured to. Remember, I'm not lecturing. I am saying you need to stop lecturing. It's a big difference in the conversation. Big difference in what the job is. Everybody thinks because they work somewhere that their job is to, is to, is to let everybody know what they feel. Nobody cares. And why is it what you feel is so absolutely, unbelievably offensive and downright bigoted? You should hire pilots based on skin color? Are you nuts? It's a radically inept thing to say. Major League Baseball should take a look at the voting laws of Georgia and decide we're going to pull the All-Star game. But they don't pull the Braves out. So what you're saying is they're full of crap. And I'm supposed to applaud someone being full of crap? How about this? Why is CNN still based in Atlanta? CNN should pack up and leave. How can Don Lemon stay in a place like Atlanta? How can anybody work for that two-bit nonsense company? If you're going to be woke, go the whole way. Or shut up. Now, maybe that's not the right way to say it. Because people certainly have the right to speak. And I applaud the right to speak. But what you're seeing is, okay, Coca-Cola wants to now tell me I'm a bigot because I take a look at the voter laws they've just changed in Georgia and say, yeah, that's right, because I believe in voter ID. Forget Coke. And that's where the boycotts come into play. Because the truth is you can't just tell people to shut up. They're going to speak. I just think it's a terrible business practice. It's a terrible business practice to throw yourself in a place where you're buying into a lie and you know it. You got lied to. Everything 
about the voter laws in Georgia, you've been told is a lie. And people like Joe Biden and Jen Psaki are pushing and promoting those lies. Comparing it to Jim Crow laws, Joe Biden doesn't even know what a Jim Crow law is. I would bet you money that Joe Biden would think that Jim Crow on any other day was one half of heckle and jackal. Now that is a controversial comic. A cartoon, I should say. That's a controversial cartoon. There were the two crows. I don't know if you ever saw it. Maybe you had to be a Gen X kid or even older than that. Oh, heckle and jackal. That's a... That's, that's a definite, hey, maybe that shouldn't be on the air. But he doesn't know a Jim Crow law. That's obvious. It's obvious he doesn't know. Anybody who says that about Georgia voting laws is out of their skull. But it doesn't stop people from continuing to demand that this group do this and that group do that. And you have these groups, these companies, these organizations that live in fear, as opposed to saying, leave us alone. Deadspin put out a piece. Of course, the PGA won't stand against Georgia by moving the masters. Now for golf fans, you've already spit out your coffee. Or, 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 your, or your Diet Pepsi. See what I did there? Now, maybe not even Pepsi. Your Royal Crown. Maybe you, 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 you spit out your water. Of course the PGA won't stand against Georgia by moving the Masters. They've even written, Rob Parker writing, as responsible companies and entities push back on the state of Georgia's new voting laws, seen by many critics and Democrats as a way to suppress the black and brown vote, the Professional Golfers Association plays on. First, no vote is being suppressed. It's a lie from Rob Parker. Rob Parker is lying right there as I see it. But here's the story. The story that the PGA stands for the Professional Golfers Association, and they do not run the Masters. The Masters runs the Masters. Augusta National Golf Club runs the Masters as I know it. And of course, as people who know things know it. So here you have a writer yelling at the Professional Golfers Association for not being woke enough And they're not in charge of the thing that he wants moved. Augusta is in Georgia. It's not going anywhere. It will not be annexed by South Carolina anytime soon. But they don't care that they don't know. They don't care that they are daft. They don't care that they are ignorant. They don't care that they are fools. They don't care that they do not have a thread of consistency whether that be LeBron James or anybody else, what they care is that they, they get a headline. And then they forget about it. They did what felt good at the moment, not having any understanding or any connection to anything else. And then they moved on. There's the 60 Minutes story. 60 Minutes did a story that the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, was involved in a pay-for-play scheme with the supermarket chain Publix, P-U-B-L-I-X, Publix. The Publix donated $100,000 to his campaign, and so he opened up vaccination sites in Publixes, right, in, the, in those supermarkets. 
Republicans in Florida, Democrats in Florida, others in Florida, including pundits said, what are you talking about, CBS? 60 minutes, there's, there's nothing here. There is absolutely no pay for play here. What's wrong with you? The report done by uh, Sharon Alfonsi and done by uh, a, a producer, uh, Oriana Zilde Granados, they're saying that DeSantis gave public's preferential treatment, but they haven't proved it. They just said it. Everybody and their mother has come out to say, this is, what is this? This is nonsense. And 60 Minutes is like, we stand by the story. Have a nice day. They don't care. Two weeks from now, six months from now, whenever it is, they'll correct the story, but they will have already done the damage by setting a narrative and baking the cake. Because that's what matters. Same concepts. It's ugly as sin. But that's what woke is. Woke is an ugly world where anti-intellectual people, anti-intellectual people, try and engage some level of moral superiority to get themselves a few minutes of feeling good. But none of these people are doing any good at all. And that's why the boycotts are coming. I'm Tony Katz. I don't actually think there are more crazy people in America. I think that with the ability to take video, we just get to see more of them. There is this woman who's a member uh, of the U.S. Olympic team uh, in in karate. Her name is uh, Sakura Kokumai, K-O-K-U-M-A-I. If I pronounce it wrong, I apologize. Uh, She's training in a park in Orange, California. And this guy is starting yelling at her, cursing at her. I'll blank you up. I'll blank up your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whoever you're talking to on the phone. He's just randomly screaming at this woman who's, I don't know, stretching in a park. Now, she's Asian. So does this categorize under the anti-Asian sentiment in America. I don't know if there is one, but there's weirdness. And that's a weird story. If you see the video, I mean, it's what, what is the point of this? This is Tony Katz today. So what are we on to three states that have now banned the idea of a vaccine passport? Iowa is considering it. Idaho just did it. Ron DeSantis has already done this in Florida. Greg Abbott has already done this in Texas. Greg Abbott coming out swinging, by the way, the governor of Texas against Joe Biden on immigration. I'll get to that in a second. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Tony Katz today, Instagram, Parler, Twitter at Tony Katz, Tony at TonyKatz.com, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, and of course, TonyKatz.com to get the podcast Abbott is blaming Biden because there are allegations emerging of sexual assault at one of these facilities holding children, thousands of children, unaccompanied children across the border. Of course, it's a crisis. All rational people know this, but none of those people, unfortunately, are part of the Biden administration. So this was uh, during a press conference. There was a tip that children at the Freeman Coliseum facility were being sexually abused and also not eating enough. He's like, talk to Biden. No, I'm sure he's a little more concerned than that. 
Talk to the administration that says this isn't a crisis. Isn't it Mayorkas now? Secretary Mayorkas is finally going to be visiting the border, Secretary of Homeland Security. And now they're discussing finishing the border. Ilhan Omar is very, very upset. How dare you uh, think about completing Trump's xenophobic wall? Representative Ilhan Omar hates children. Isn't that the proper headline? If you think the wall is xenophobic and you have children who are being thrown over fences, right, into the U.S., being sexually abused on their way to the border, possibly being sexually abused while they're being held at the border, and you don't want to stop this from happening, you hate children. Now, remember, her way of stopping this from happening is saying, well, you should have an open border and you should give these people money. Oh, absolutely. There should be assistance for for illegal immigrants. Absolutely. You're a taxpayer. Just write the check. Oh, you don't want to write the check? We'll throw you in jail. We'll take your things anyway. That's um, all I'm doing is giving you the way Representative Ilhan Omar sees the world. But these things happening at the border are, are horrific. And the Biden administration is not able to keep up. It is only getting worse because they have not come to the realization that what they have to do is shut the border down. That isn't actually what I want, but I recognize it's what has to happen if you're going to have some degree of safety and stop the madness And the madness is any nation that thinks you should just allow people into the country and not vet who they are, that can have groups on the border teaching immigrants how to lie about uh, asylum and thinks that these people should be paid, should be given money for coming in illegally. That's not a society that can thrive. That's not a society that can build and grow. But this administration can't bring themselves to say maybe Trump was right on this one thing. Like, for example, an actual physical barrier. Because as they are now trying to say to themselves, hey, maybe we need to finish this thing and build this thing, they're being called xenophobes by Ilhan Omar, who refuse to deal with reality because what the reality they desire is or the reality that they're looking for clearly doesn't involve America as is. It involves America in some other type of variation that they fantasize about. But their America, by definition, sucks. And rational people know this. Remember, Joe Biden gets elected, which is stunning enough because of the world of COVID and mean tweets. They couldn't handle Donald Trump and his mean tweets anymore. Okay. Okay. This is what you get. Maybe the mean tweets were a small price to pay. Just maybe. But other people are going to have to are going to have to figure that one out. But certainly all Americans are going to have to push back against this idea of a covid passport. I have to prove to you I got a vaccine. I don't have to prove to you a holy damn thing. I do not have to show you an ID. And no, you do not have the right to demand papers from me that share my medical history. I don't even believe schools have this right. But no business has this right. Wait, Tony, you said businesses have the right to say you need to wear a mask. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, a business can make that claim. 
absolutely positively because a mask you're talking about like, like a covering right can they say no shoes no shirt no service i rest my case now they could also say no burkas <gasps> an impingement on religious liberty we need to see someone's face so you cannot have any facial coverings we need to see your face in order to serve you they can say that they can say that requiring i share with you a stranger my medical history no saying without doing the government's bidding i am not free to travel no and if you say to me well tony you need to be vaccinated name for me the other things they're going to be checking on whether or not you're vaccinated for right since they don't do that they invented this and this is about fear or control or fear to get control whatever it is it's not about anything rational and it certainly isn't about anything constitutional it's not about anything decent or good and of course we're supposed to say no and i am thrilled and overjoyed that states are saying no because that's the only answer the only possible answer is no What, what else is there? Well, sure. Oh, it's a small, uh, you know, inconvenience, but you got, you got to, you got to fight this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop being silly. It's like what's happening, uh, in the world of mathematics. Now I've discussed this in my beloved Indianapolis before my beloved Indiana, I should say, where they have something called radical math. They do. It was started by a, a school teacher from Brooklyn who's now in Oakland. And, and radical math is, is, is all about mathematics as a way of moving social justice. And uh, you should be using math to break down uh, barriers in, in, uh, in, 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 in racism or, or of racism, right? And, do, and need to use math to do away with white supremacy, I, I, I don't know what they're talking about. What I do know is I want it the hell out of my schools. I want it out of my schools as quickly as possible. What I want is math. There's a program in Oregon, Department of Education, designed to dismantle instances of white supremacy culture in the mathematics classroom. Listen to me carefully. Two plus two is four. It's always four. It's never going to change. But this newsletter from February from the Oregon Oregon Department of Education with a program called the Pathway to Equitable Math Instruction describes itself, and I'm quoting here, an integrated approach to mathematics that centers black, Latinx, and multilingual students. Opportunities for ongoing self-reflection as they seek to develop an anti-racist math practice. Part of the problem with math? It requires a correct answer. It requires a right answer. Examples of white supremacy culture. 
uh, focus on getting the right answer and requiring students to show their work. Now, I think a lot of us have always said, what do you care how they show their work as long as they do the work, right? This was one of the, the common core insanities from, from the day, which we still have to keep an eye on. But getting the right answer in math is everything. Two plus two is four. Two plus two is not five. We have been through this. How many lights? There are four lights. It does not matter how they torture you. There are four lights if there are four lights. You don't say five just to make the pain go away. There are four lights. Any math teacher who says that the answer is not consequential, but the trying is what matters, can't be a math teacher. They should be thrown out. I don't care how you throw them out, by the way. Of course it's wrong. There is no way to keep up with China if you believe this garbage. If you believe this garbage, let us also be clear about something. You're a bigot. I mean, you're just a flat-out racist. If you think that people who are black or brown, right, that's usually the way they say it. As long as they try hard, that's what matters, and it's good enough and you should pass them. You hate people who are black or brown. It is bigotry to tell someone who is black or brown or Asian or Hispanic or anybody Two plus two is five. Ah, close enough. That's hatred. Two plus two is not five. It's four. And it's not close enough. You got the answer wrong. Two plus two is four. Get it right next time. Thank you very much. There should be signs on bridges as we head into the future. Took anti-racist math. Cross this bridge at your own risk. Because people who think two plus two can equal five cannot build a bridge. And they can work for the government, but they can't build a bridge unless they build bridges for the government, but they won't go anywhere and they won't meet up with other bridges and they won't be able to hold a single load of anything. It's bigotry. It is bigotry and it is hate. But that's who the anti-racist is. Remember, the anti-racist is not just racist against people who are white. They're racist against all people. It is pure, unadulterated hate, and it teaches hate. That's what critical race theory does. It teaches and promotes hate. And if it's in your school district, rip it out by the root. And when they call you racist, just keep on walking. Don't pay any attention. Keep on fighting. Keep on walking through the wall. Keep on pushing. It's just your kid's future, that's all. And if you're going to let some people calling you racist keep you from ensuring your kid's future, well then, well then hell. You're the kind of person who believes two plus two is five. I'm Tony Katz. As promised, the Raphael Warnock tweet. Tony Katz, great to be with you here on Tony Katz today. The senator from Georgia, Raphael Warnock. The pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta on Easter put out a tweet. Now, I'm not Christian, but I understand, based on having read a book before in my life and having friends, that Christians believe certain things. It's part of what makes them Christian. And in that, I give away the answer, they have belief. They have faith. It's what Christians do. You see, there are some people who make the claim of being Christian. They put up a Christmas tree and they say, okay, I'm Christian. Then there are some people who actually live the life or at least try their best to live the life. But one thing that Christians believe, 
certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am, is the idea that Jesus died for their sins. And part of that conversation is, 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 not, is A, the suffering, and B, uh, the idea that you are saved through Jesus. That's, that's the belief. I think I've got that right. Don't consider myself a theologian, but I've got that right. Raphael Warnock, pastor, U.S. senator, on Easter tweeted out, and again, I'm going to say it now, if you're driving, hands on 10 and 2. If you're at work, I can't have you yelling if you didn't hear this. This was his tweet. The meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whether you are Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. Now, this is a pastor. And if you're a Christian, you look at that and say, that not only is simply not true, but that is the textbook dictionary definition of heresy. I'm an outsider looking in, guys. That's clinically insane. Insane. So the people out there saying this is just straight up heresy are absolutely positively correct now you can agree or disagree with the christian's take in terms of whether or not you see the world like that but you don't you can't make claim of being a pastor and then tell christians that oh no no you can just save yourself you don't need that jesus guy to do it for you what i think the hardest thing for people to understand about christianity uh, is 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 that it starts with with belief and that belief is is the foundational underpinning right i have made the argument i have many 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 issues with organized religion i've got issues with my own judaism i say this clearly I go through things. I go over things. The amount of cigars and bourbon I've had with my rabbi, although he's a scotch drinker. I mean, that's no joke. A discussion of these things. Oh, my God. I I, I, I I could do a whole show on that alone. But you can't say this to people and and say somehow that that you're you're a religious leader in, in, in this idea. Of course, Christians were right to say this is just flat out heresy. So the question is, how does this guy end up leading a flock? How does he do it? How does he, I mean, he, he got so much pushback, he deleted the tweet. But I think there's something greater at play here, which is what, what is he saying? Who, to, to whom is he speaking? What is, what is it that he's how can you so manipulate that this uh, this this understanding of Christianity? How can you try and somehow give it some whole new irrational meaning? Oh, Christians have every right to be out of their head, out of their head, and to do it on Easter. 
<laughs> Jeepers. What's next? Pour sugar in my mother's gas tank? That's a takeoff on clerks. I couldn't do the whole thing. I mean, it, we are on radio after all. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. This is Tony Katz today.